Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, the greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now, step back into a time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. An episode of Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrill Suspense. This episode, entitled The Cave, starring Richard Beals and Billy Chapin, and narrated by John Daner, goes back to December 20th, 1955. And now, tonight's presentation of Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrills, Suspense. Tonight, in answer to many requests, we bring back a charming fantasy about a small boy who discovered a new world and lived forever after in its enchantment. We call it The Cave. So now, starring Richard Beals with Billy Chapin, here is tonight's suspense play, The Cave. It's on days like this that I remember how it used to be before I found the cave. This day in particular. Of course, it's hard to see everything as it really was. Time has a habit of distorting the memories. Memories. Christmas. Christmas Day. What a long time ago that was. I was ten, and an unpopular uncle had distinguished himself by giving me a flashlight. It was enormous. Four batteries and a most incredible gleam to its metal case. I couldn't wait to try it out. And because it was still early afternoon, I could think of only one place that was dark enough for the exciting test. The cave. The big cave, whose mouth was near the sand dunes, and whose recess was rumored to be miles deep. George Fennell and I had never ventured more than 200 yards or so inside. But on that Christmas afternoon, I knew that the cool darkness of the cave would have no fears for George and me. We met near the dunes, as arranged, 
to compare notes on our respective Christmas presents. It was quite warm, and the snow was beginning to melt in patches. A few gulls were wheeling about nearby. It was as I have remembered it all my life. That's Keith. Listen, I'd better work like a searchlight tonight. I guess it would, all right. Maybe they'll let us stay up tonight if it doesn't get too cold, and we could play the pirate. I could use my new gun. I uh, thought we might go in the cave this afternoon. Hey, that's Keith. Uh-oh. Maybe they'll get sore. I had to get all dressed up today. We won't get dirty. Besides, we could go a real long way inside with this. I wouldn't want to go in too far. They say the cave goes off in a lot of tunnels. We could get lost. Maybe if you haven't got a flashlight. Sure, that's right. And with my gun... Sure, we can explore. Come on. I'll race you to the cave. <laughs> I won the race, and we stood at the entrance of the big cave. The arch had a span of about 25 feet, but just inside it widened until the walls were 70 feet apart and the ceiling over 50. As we passed from sunlight to shadow, I turned for a moment and looked down to the sea. At the water's edge, a gull stood motionless, looking up at us. Then solemnly, as though with disapproval, it too turned about and gazed out over the water. The opening of the cave receded and became small, and we went deeper and deeper. Hey, shine it up there, Dan. Way up. Okay. Gee, I'll bet that's high. Well, a mile, I guess. You're silly. Maybe a hundred feet. Boy, that's keen. Sounds like a real gun. Come on. Looks like the cave turns down there. See? Okay, but we better not go too far. You scared? Heck no, but, well, I gotta get back for dinner. They'll be awful sore if I'm late. You won't be late. Come on. I wanna see what's around there. Okay, hold the light on my gun. I gotta reload. <laughs> in a stream like this. Where'd they come from? Where? I don't know. They say there are fish in caves sometimes. Blind fish. You're silly. Well, what are you stopping for, George? We gotta go back now. Why? Because it's late. How do you know which tunnel we took? How? Maybe we could get more. Listen, George, maybe if we kept on going, we'll find treasure in here. Treasure? Stands to reason. Maybe like in the pirate book. Somebody came here and buried treasure. Henry Morgan or somebody. No. Sure, stands to reason. Everybody's like you. They say no, but just suppose. If no one's looked, how would they know? I think we better get back. Maybe tomorrow we can look. The cave's getting awful narrow. We might even find old pirate's bones and sorry. Uh, you've got too much imagination. I've heard them saying so at home. I don't want to go any further. Well, I'm going to. Okay. Give me the flashlight. No. You want to go back? You go back. In the dark. Oh, I don't want to go back. You go back in the dark. They'll be mad. It's late. Well, just for a little while. If we don't find anything, we'll go back. All right. But only a little while. Well, I'm thirsty. 
You better not drink out of that water. It's probably poison. Oh, why? Here, hold the light. I'm going to have a drink. <coughs> there you are. See? I told you. Now you'll probably die. It's poison. No. No, it's salt. It's like the ocean. Hey, look. What? There. Coming down the stream. That white thing. Yeah. Looks like a piece of paper. I'm going to get it. Pull out of my hand. You'll fall in. No, no, no. What is it? What? Looks like a handkerchief. That's silly. It's too small. Who use a handkerchief like that? Well, my my mother does. Gee, hate to blow my nose on that. You can almost see through it. How'd it get down here? Who cares? Maybe it's a message. Huh? Like from someone in distress. I'm going home. Like a damsel in distress in the pirate book. We've got to find out. Give me my flashlight. We'll follow the stream. We followed the stream. We walked by it as the cave twisted and curved. We didn't notice the passageway, which had been getting smaller all the time, suddenly widen out. And the stream, which was becoming a river, and the river, the river... side of the water. There isn't any. It keeps going. It's, it's like a lake. Or maybe a sea. There's little waves. Dan, huh? turn the light around. The walls have gone. There's no walls. There must be. It's a cave. There's no top to it either. It's just too high to see. That's all. Let's go home. Let's go home right now. Oh, what are you afraid of? I'm not. But I'm hungry, and it's Christmas. And, well, I've got things to play with. Come on, Dan. Come on. I want to get outside. What'd you do that for? Turn on the light. Turn it on. Don't you notice something? Turn that on. Give it to me. Oh, wait a minute. I want you to see something. You turn it. I'm not going to play with you. Give it to me. What you've done. You dropped it in the water. It's all your fault. I didn't want to come here anyway. How are you going to get back? It's dark. No, no, it isn't. That's what I wanted you to see. Look up there. I don't see anything. You will. Oh, it's like stars. Way, way up there. That's what it is. It's stars. stood there, George and I, ten years old, and for a moment no longer afraid because of the wonder of the thing. There was light from a sky, a sky I knew I had never seen before. Yet I knew I was still in the big cave, because when I spoke, the echo of my voice returned. It's beautiful. I can't find the flashlight. The water's too deep. That's funny. You're always saying that. It's not going to be funny when you can't get home. Listen. Dan! Dan! Now you do it. What for? It's just an old echo. Go on. Ah. Uh, George! George! There. 
How can there be an echo when there's no cave anymore? You're just trying to scare me. Well, I'm going. You can come, too, if you want. Dan? Please? I'll bet nobody's ever been in here, ever. I'll bet we're the first. Except for pirates, maybe. Oh, I wish we could see more. If my mother hadn't taken our matches away, we could find our way out. Gee, Dan, it's night. Come on, please. I'm hungry. Somebody's here. Somebody else. Sounds like it's over there. No, don't go, Dan. Dan, I'm scared. I don't like this place. Go home if you want. I can see somebody. Look. Gee, he's digging in the sand. Don't. Let's not go any closer, Dan. Let's follow me. I want to see what he's doing. No, no. Look, there's some other people. They got swords. Aha! I caught your member, you scurvy wretch. Look at him, bully. Well, don't get me, Captain. I just wanted to see if the treasure was still there. Scoot, I think. I'll show you what's there, you pot belly toad. I haven't started to kill you yet, Namby. Come on, bullies, lay on. We'll exercise our appetites for the feast. You are listening to The Cave. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. December 20th, 1955, Suspense on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. And here's the cinnamon bell. The oldest known children's Christmas serial in radio history, The Cinnamon Bear, featuring some of the most popular actors in radio history, including Elliot Lewis, Joseph Kearns, Verna Felton, Lou Merrill, Frank Nelson, Howard McNear, and child actress Barbara Jean Wong. Eighty-five years later, this series of Judy and Jimmy traveling to Maybe Land to recover their silver star still fascinates youngsters of all ages. Now we're offering the entire 26-episode series of The Cinnamon Bear via download for a buy-me-a-copy donation of $10 or more at ClassicRadio.stream. Support Classic Radio Theater and have The Cinnamon Bear for your family to enjoy for years to come. Go to ClassicRadio.stream and donate $10 or more, and I'll send you a link for immediate download. ClassicRadio.stream It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox here on your favorite station. We continue now with more of Suspense and the Cave. This episode originally broadcast December 20th, 1955. And now we bring back to our Hollywood soundstage Richard Beals with Billy Chapin, starring in tonight's production, The Cave, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. that faint light from the stars of another world, the world of the big cave, George and I watched. We could only see shadows until someone lit a lantern, and then I knew I'd been right. Pirates! Pirates! I want to go home! Pirates they were, the most glorious, gaudiest pirates to sail under the Jolly Roger. The leader was a huge man with a fine, bushy beard and a voice like the trombone in the village band. How shall we cook him, bullies? Riled or steam? No, Captain, no, no. <laughs> now he's too tough a morsel for that, Captain. I says roast him. I say roast him. <laughs> There's nothing like roast man be, I always say. <laughs> oh, no. But we'll cut out his heart first and feed it to the dog. Never you lily livered aggravation. Say your prayer. He's going to kill him. I don't want to watch, Dan. Dan, shut up. Who was that? I don't know, Captain. It sounded like a boy. A boy? A boy? Mayhap it was the Lady Alicia. Bill, she be in the dungeon, Gonfalon. Aye, that's true. It came from over there. Hold the lantern high, Shell. Aye, Captain. They'll get us, Dan. We've got to run. Don't be afraid. If you're not afraid, nothing can happen. Do you see anything, Gonfalon? Oh, now, but... <gasps> Save us, old... Tis a boy. Nay, tis two on them. Scupper me. Boy. Help, 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 help. Hold the little demon. Boy. Two small boys. <laughs> and now what shall we do with him, Captain? Hang him. Hang him, I say. Hang him. They be after the treasure. You. Were it not Christmas, Namby, I should have turned you inside out. Hold your blister blattering jaw, you. Aye, Captain, sir. Aye, aye. Boy. Boy, what's your name? Dan Henry, sir. And that one? George. George. He's my friend, George. George Fennel. 
His father's a policeman. <laughs> where, where do you come from, boy? Greenfield. That's outside the cave. Cave? What cave? What do you do here? Who spies me? Answer up now. Uh, uh, we were just exploring, and we got here, that's all. Exploring? Where be your ship? We didn't come in a ship. No ship? The boys, Captain, what harm can they do? Come, it's Christmas. I say feed them and send them on their way. What's Christmas got to do with it? If they be spies, it's the plight. No, no, we're not spies, honest. Ah, we look into this further. Meantime, the goose and suckling pig should be ready. I say it's time for the feast. How say you, boys? Be a hungry boy. Yes. And him. Uh, he's hungry, too. Then join us on a Merry Christmas. For no man can say Captain Blackton lacks the Christian spirit. Am I right, Namby? Oh, you're right, Captain. Right as a rain. Ah, I'd have slit your gullet if you said me nay. Merry Christmas and break out the rum. <laughs> I remember that day, that long ago. The great dining board set upon trestles, the fruits and wine, roast goose and pig, the pirates rough in their colorful patched clothing, the songs and drinking, stories, stories of home and sea. Such Christmases I dreamt of, and I had dreamed it to come true. George sat next to me, eyes wide and unbelieving. After the plum pudding, we were called upon to sing a carol. As we sang, they became quiet, and each sat lost with his own thoughts of sweetness and sadness. The little man, Namby, bird-like and asleep, gonfalon, thin as a twig, a patch over one eye, the other kindly and wise. Shill and the captain, tears coursing down their cheeks. These were my pirates, my own Captain, this be an happy day with us. Let's share it with those less fortunate. Less fortunate? Who? We are all well met. Well, that lady Alicia. Nay, she be our prisoner. And until ransom be paid, so she will remain. Oh, what matter if she grace our table for the evening? It's been a long time since a woman has been with us. Very well. Send the prisoner here. Fetch her from the dungeon. Then I thought of the fine lace handkerchief we had found in the stream. Would this prisoner, the Lady Alicia, would she have sent the message of distress? And how? They brought her in. And to me, she looked as she should have looked. The most beautiful lady in the world. Gowned in silks with a pale but proud face. I fell in love with her. And I was ten. As the night wore on, the pirates grew drowsy, and one after another their heads drooped, and soon all were asleep. 
Even George, sitting small in his great chair, nodded. I went to the Lady Alicia's side. It was your handkerchief we found in the stream, wasn't it? Yes, I had not dared to hope. But they have you locked in a dungeon. Beyond my window is a running brook. I prayed that when I dropped the kerchief, it would by some happy chance be discovered. Well, I found it all right. You are very brave to have come here. Well, how long have they kept you prisoner? Six months now. The conclusion of Suspense from December 20th, 1955 follows these messages. You're listening to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Now the conclusion of Suspense, December 20th, 1955, The Cave. We were sailing to the Indies. Our ship was taken and I, I alone survived. Now they hold me for ransom. Oh, that's terrible. Gosh, I wish I could do something to save you. There is nothing. I know I'm not very big, but maybe I could fight them. They are too many for you. Dad, Dad... They're all asleep. Come on, we can get away now. Let's go home. Home? Sure. Our folks are going to be mad. Well, George, we've got to save her. If you could but escape and deliver a message to my father. Sure, okay. Where do they live? London. Lord Basingstoke. He would reward you well. Sure, but we got to go now. I don't want to leave you. They'll be angry when they wake up. My hope will rest in you. I shall pray for your safety and return. Gee whiz, Dan, come on. You go ahead. I'll be right along. Okay, but hurry up. I'll wait by the water. Will you be all right? Yes. Suppose I come back and you're not here. I shall try to leave a message. I'm Dan. I know. When I get older, I shall marry you. You're beautiful. I'll wait for you. Now you must go before they awake. I don't want to go. You will come back to me. Here. I love you. Hurry up, Dan. Gee whiz. I want to get home. They'll be mad. Mother said not to be late for dinner. We've got to save Lady Alicia. Don't forget. Okay. But hurry up. It's kind of dark, but I know which way to go. I don't want to fall in the stream and get all wet. I've got my good clothes on. You won't. I'm sorry I dropped your flashlight in. I'll save up and get you another. I don't mind. I'll bet it's awful late. I'm glad it's Christmas. Maybe they won't mind. We followed the tunnels one to the other. The stream flowed with us, urging us on. It was dark, but I knew the way. We felt along the damp walls of the cave, and at every step we moved further away from my world. Suddenly, from a great distance, we saw a tiny circle of light, a dot which grew and grew until it was the size of a golden sovereign. 
is, Dan. It's the entrance. And it's still light out. I won't be late for dinner. And I was afraid. I was afraid because I knew that when I stepped out into that sunlight, I should never be able to find my way back again. Never. Hey, what are you stopping for? Why? George. If we can run, we can make it home before the sun goes down. For Pete's sake, Dan. What's the matter with you? I'm not coming with you. I've got to go back. Go back? What do you want to do that for? I've got to. I don't want to leave her. The pirates. I want to go back. Pirates? Who? The Lady Alicia. Gee whiz, Dan. Come on. It's only a game. Come on. You've forgotten. I knew you would. I'm not going with you. You better. I'll tell your mother, and you get it. Goodbye, George. Dan? Dan, come back, Dan. What's the matter with you? Dan? You get lost, Dan? Dan? Don't go in there. We played long enough. Come back. Come back, Dan. turned away from George and the speck of light that was outside. His voice had followed me, plaintive and lonely. Then, as I found the stream again, there was no sound but that of gentle water and my own steps. And the stream became a river, and the river broadened, the walls of the cave fell away, and I'd found my pirates again. It's on days like this that I remember how it used to be before I found the cave. This day in particular. Sometimes I wonder what happened to George and what it's like outside the cave. But I don't really mind. After all, the Lady Lycia kept her promise and waited for me until I grew up. Now everything is as I'd always dreamed it in the books. Oh, Captain Blackton? He's still here. A little less ferocious, perhaps, than 20 years ago. Captain? Yes, Blackton. If you and my lady are ready, sir, the turkeys be cooked and the men wait in your pleasure. Very well, Blackton. Thank you. And a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, sir. And a Merry Christmas to you, sir. Suspense in which Richard Beals with Billy Chapin starred in tonight's presentation of The Cave. Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Anthony Ellis, who also wrote tonight's script. The music was composed by Rene Garrigan and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Featured in the cast were John Daner, Hans Conried, Ben Wright, Lawrence Dobkin, Ellen Morgan, and Raymond Lawrence. December 20th, 1955. Suspense on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, we approach the conclusion of the children's Christmas serial, The Cinnamon Bear. This episode, December 20th, 1937. Judy and Jimmy, with their friends Cinnamon Bear and the Crazy Quilt Dragon, have made a marvelous discovery. 
As you'll probably remember, they're still in the Golden Grove, where they were supposed to find an important clue under the singing tree. But that was practically impossible, because all the trees in the Golden Grove looked exactly alike. Too tired to look further, they fell asleep. And when they awakened, they discovered they'd been napping right under the very tree they were searching for. And that wasn't all they discovered. For right beside them stood an enormous silk hat with windows and a door in it. And pinned to the door a note which Jimmy is about to read. Let's listen. Bless my stuffing, but I'm getting curious. What does it say, Jimmy? Well, it says, no trespassing unless you are Judy, Jimmy... Cinnamon Bear and the Crazy Quilt Dragon. My, this is interesting indeed. I'm going to open the door. Oh, look. Very comfy looking, I'd say, at a quick glance. My, my. Four chairs, each by a window. Stylish stuff. All the trimmings. And look, three are just our size, and one's big enough for Crazy Quilt. It's an awful nice place to sit, all right. But I don't see what this has to do with getting the star put back together again. Uh, Oh, wait. Here's another note on one of the chairs. Read it, Patio Cinnamon. Okay. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. It's from Melissa, just as I thought. A logical supposition, my friend. But proceed to enlighten us as to its contents. Very well. Dear friends, the flying hat will take you out of Maybeland to a place where you should have no trouble getting your precious silver star mended. When you are ready for the flight, just say, Topper, topper, off we go to the land of ice and snow. Upon your arrival, ask the first person you meet where to go to find Nicky Frudel. Lots of luck, Melissa. My, my, oh, oh, uh, wait, here's a P.S. Do not be afraid of the flying hat. It is equipped with the very best Maybelline motor. Oh, this is awful exciting. But I wonder why we have to go to a land of ice and snow to get the Silver Star fixed. It is indeed mystifying. But undoubtedly, Melissa has some definite reason for sending us there. Well, I don't want to rush you, but we're wasting time. Suppose we just do as Melissa says and get going. Always the practical man of affairs, Jimmy. And let us go indeed. I'll say the rhyme that Melissa told us to use to make the flying hat go. Everybody ready? Surest thing you know. Indubitably. What? Uh, just skip it. Topper, topper, off we go. To the land of ice and snow. Oh, oh boy. Oh, we're starting. Oh, we're going oh, right up. We're going up. Oh, oh boy, this is swell. Oh, why, we're way over the tops of the trees already. And look, the golden grove looks just like a lot of melted butter. Always thinking of your tummy. No mind for finer things. Look, I bet that's the end of the golden grove. Yes, and beyond it, I can't see a thing. Can you? The winter green witch knew what she was talking about when she said that abyss was bottomless. Why, the closer we get to it, the bigger it looks. If she ever dropped the pieces of our star in there, goodness knows where they'd stop. Probably keep right on falling. And speaking of falling, we're right over it now. Goodness, suppose we fall. Oh, quit your worrying. Melissa said this flying hat was equipped with the best Maybelline motor, didn't she? Well, I'll bet on Melissa any day. She's swell. You know, it it may be just imagination, but I feel distinctly cold. Uh, What about you? Oh, I do feel sort of chilly. Well, now that you mention it, my stuffing feels a little bunchier than usual, and that always means it's cold. Say, I see something white ahead. Why, I bet that's the snow country. Hmm. 
Right as usual, Jimmy. It's just as white as can be. I wonder what we're supposed to do there. You know, what I'm wondering about is this flying hat. What do we do to stop it? Oh, I rather think it will stop of its own accord. Yes, but when? For all we know, it'll just keep right on flying and flying and flying. Oh, you know motors just can't keep on going forever. You gotta put something in them. Anyway, Melissa's note said the flying hat would take us someplace. And you know Melissa always tells us the truth. Oh, oh look. <laughs> We're going down. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, We're going to land on a hill. Oh, yes. Uh, oh. Oh, 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 boy. Oh. Hey, oh. Come on, let's get out. Well. Uh, oh, isn't it cold? You bet. <sighs> Gee, I wish I had my sweater. I could use my green flannel underwear right now. I'm a bit afraid my crazy quilt colors will get frozen blue. Look at the flying hat. Why, it's tipping itself. Just like it was saying goodbye. Uh, oh, look. Now it's flying off. Yes. Well, there's no doubt about it. This is where Melissa meant for us to come. Look, everybody. Look at that shiny thing down below us. Isn't that a palace? Anyway, a mansion. But it's a good piece down the hill. Gee, I wish I had a toboggan. That tickets there in a jiffy. Well, what do we need with a toboggan? Here's Crazy Quilt. Come on, Crazy Quilt. Justify your existence. Oh, me, just a vehicle. That's me, always doing a bit of transportation. Poor crazy quilt. You don't have to if you don't want. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I, I was just grumbling. Tobogganing is what I've always longed to do. Uh, climb on. Oh, uh, just a minute till I tuck my legs under me. Mm. Yes, there, that's right. Now, off we go. Oh, my. I got snow down my neck. Yeah, I got snow all the way down my back. Uh, yes. I, I feel like a cinnamon bear frozen pudding for sure. Let me dust the snow out of your fur, Patty, dear. Uh, thank you, Judy. Just a little patch back of my left shoulder blade. Thanks a lot. Say, here's a flight of steps. I didn't see them when we landed. Uh, not I, but I, I arrived head first. Oh, I, I slipped. Why, they're made of ice. I think I see something over there. It looks like a snowman. Why, it is a snowman. Bless my crazy quilt, Aunt. He's wearing a silk hat, carrying a cane, and has a cigar in his mouth. Yes, look at his nose. It seems to be a regular red Christmas tree light. We ought to speak to him. Remember, Melissa said to ask the first person we met about somebody called Nicky Frudel? Uh-huh. Excuse me, Mr. Snowman. I'll excuse you anything your little heart desires, my little sunbeam. I mean, I beg your pardon, but... Likewise, uh, I will pardon you. Anything for a lady. Well, do you know somebody called Nicky Frudel? Nicky Frudel, Nicky Frudel. Let me see. Yes, you must mean Nicky Frudel. Nice chap, Nicky. Yes, indeed. Very nice. Used to play a bit of snow tennis with him. Fine game, snow tennis. You don't play it at all like lawn tennis. Not at all. Grasping the racket firmly twixt thumb and index finger, you are safe to strike the pellet. Yes, but my goodness, Judy, his nose has turned from red to green. Bless my stuffing, it's just like a stop and go light. How come this change of color, friend snowman? Glad you asked me about that, my friend, glad you asked me. Just a gadget I rigged up last year. Quite a novelty, quite a novelty, if I do say so myself. I was directing traffic up to the winter sports carnival. Glad you like the little knick-knack, yes, yes. 
His nose has changed to red again. Uh, but despite the changeability of your olfactory organ... My goodness, why does Crazy Quilt have to talk like that? Showing off, that's all. He's just showing off. Well, we are beginning to partake of the frigidity of this northern climate and would be guided to the vicinity of one Nicky Frudel. Who? Nicky Frudel, Nicky Frudel. Yes, yes. Didn't you mention him a while ago? Sure we did. I thought the name sounded familiar. Well, where is he? Where can we find him? Oh, so you want to meet him, eh? I don't blame you, my friends. Nice fellow, Nicky. Used to play a bit of snow yeah, tennis. Yeah, we know, we know. Snow yeah. tennis. Yes, yes. How things do get around. And who told you that, my little icicle? Gee, Willikers, you just told us that yourself just a minute ago. So I did, so I did. Well, my little lad, you may enter the presence of Nicky Frudel by going up those steps and ringing the bell. Speaking of bells, I used to know a Swiss bell ringer. Very fine musician, very fine. Used to play Yankee Doodle on eight sleigh bells. Touched my heart, he did. Touched Look, my his heart. nose has changed from red to green again. Well, we've got the green light. Let's go. With the greatest of pleasure. You might bring me back a strawberry snow cone on your way back. All right, we will if we find one. Hmm, this is awful hard to get up. The steps are so slippery. Ouch, <laughs> you're telling me? I got a dent in me stuffing. Yes, I too feel a certain lack of celerity in our ascent. Oh, boy, here I go. Oh, oh my My man, my back so soon. Where's my strawberry snow cone? Oh, come on, everybody. Let's make it this time. One, two, three... Go. Yes. Oh, oh, come on. Wait for me, Jimmy. Don't mind your steps now, Jimmy. Oh, dear. Oh. All these steps I must watch. Oh. 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 Come on now. Oh, we made it. Yes. There's a bell, Jimmy. Ring it. Okay. How do you do? Oh. How do you do? You must be Judy, Jimmy. The cinnamon bear and the crazy quilt dragon. Oh, I've been expecting you for some time. Won't you come in? Much obliged to you. Thank you very much. Are you Nicky Frudel? I am. Excuse me while I close the door. It's pretty cold outside. Gee, it's lots warmer in here, all right. We've been kind of chilly out there. <laughs> We're not exactly dressed for it like you are in all that white fur. Would you mind, please, if I asked a question? I don't mean to be rude, but you look like us. And yet you don't. Oh, you see, I'm an elf. <laughs> oh, well, Queen Melissa of Mabyland sent us in a flying hat to see about getting our beautiful silver star put together again. And she said we were to see you. That's right, Judy. But Melissa meant for me to take you to somebody else. And he'll help you. Will you please follow me up the hall? Yes. Gee, that's a big door. The gentleman Melissa has arranged for you to meet is waiting for you in his private office at this very moment. My goodness, who is it, Nicky Foodle? Why, didn't you know? It's Santa Claus. Santa Claus? I had an idea that's who it was going to be all the time, but I wasn't quite sure. And now that I know, I'm certainly going to be on hand next time when Judy and Jimmy meet him. Yes, sir, a visit with Santa Claus is one thing I couldn't miss.
yes. I mean, you know Santa Claus has to be in a Christmas cereal, don't you know? Especially for children. December 20th, 1937, The Cinnamon Bear here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Hope you'll take the time to visit my webpage, classicradio.stream. You can stream our shows on demand there. Learn about building a classic radio collection of your own. You can contact me there. And if you like what we do, you can buy me a copy. The Buy Me a Coffee money helps us acquire additional classic radio programs. That's at classicradio.stream. Classicradio.stream. Also, you can visit my friend Ted at radiomemories.com. Ted provides a whole variety of classic radio programs available on cassette, on CD, or on flash drive for your computer. That's radiomemories.com. Radiomemories.com. And I will just mention that uh, on many stations we will have coming up Christmas on the radio again this year. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day on many of these radio stations. Uh, Keep your eyes open and ask this station if they will be carrying our show. We appreciate them for doing it. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Please thank this station. Support their advertisers. It's their kindness and courtesy that allow us to be with you each and every day. And most importantly, tell your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite radio station. 